This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, along with Mark Settler, and uh, we are here talking about teamwork today. And one of the verses I was reading in the Old Testament in the book of Ezekiel, and it was 38, 21. Now, this is a lot of judgment too. You know, there's a lot of challenge to people to get their lives right and repent for the nation. And there's a lot of judgment that's called out on both Jerusalem, Israel, mm-hmm. uh, Judea, and then different places. And this is one a different place, but I'll summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. And I thought about that concept just that one thing every man's sword will be against his brother and to me that would have to be absolute end of things where you're actually instead of standing against whoever's attacking you you're starting to fight each other every sword against each other and then i thought about gideon i'm pretty sure that happened in gideon where they were woke up in the middle of the night and they were fighting each other I thought of other times when Israel would come into battle and God would be ahead of them. And then they would find out that they all went to war with each other. So they already like destroyed each other before they even showed up. And what a devastating thing it is when your sword is against the person you're supposed to be fighting together with. Yeah. You're beginning to fight against every man's sword against his brother. It goes so against God's design. Right. right? Is we, we need to be fighting with each other right you know and uh when you start to turn your weapons on each other man that's devastation that's there's no good coming out of that it is especially like when you think of you know you're talking about israel and all that but you think about like uh, partnerships in in business uh marriage uh you know brothers and sisters in my extended family or whatever you start thinking about the damage that can come with with destroyed relationships by turning on each other right there's generational curses that happen because right. of that, you know? Right. Well, I think like, it also, it doesn't help the team to move on. If it's a church, if it's a business, if it's a sports team, if it's your family, I mean, obviously you're not going to be making forward progress when all your attention is, I'm actually getting attacked by and hurt by the people that are supposed to be supporting me. So when yeah. you think about it, we're supposed, you're never, you have to give good regard to who your enemies are and who you're going to count as your enemy. Mm -hmm. So for me as a pastor, okay, well, I'm not going to count a church that I don't agree with a hundred percent as an enemy when they're preaching Mm -hmm. the Bible. I mean, they're never, my goodness, there's no hostility on those sort of coming out against those guys because we're together in our fight against the things of this world. Mm Then a lot of the nonsense that's going on in our culture we're going to stand together and talk about the Bible and values and things like that. And there may be a few minor things, you know, we don't agree on, but yeah, that's not the point. So we're never, Mm -hmm. never against each other. So I look at it that way. If you're talking about people in church, you know, that you're ministering alongside of, there's not, there's no competition, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all wanting each other to do well because we want God to be honored. We want people to learn Mm -hmm. about the Bible. So we just have to be happy for all successes that are going that way. That's the key is be happy for the success of the other people. If you believe they're on the same team, shouldn't we be fighting for a win-win? Right. If they lose in any way, we lose too because we're on the same team. You would, yeah, I would agree. I mean, absolutely, because a win for the team is a win for everybody. A wide uh, receiver doesn't win if the quarterback loses. Right. 
it, you right. know, it just doesn't work. Right. But how many times in a locker room do they say, hey, that guy was a cancer, that guy was just, and sometimes that can just be like, we're not going to literally take out a sword against somebody. It's more mm-hmm. verbal attacks mm-hmm. in our culture where people will just put another person down or kind of sow those seeds of doubt about them. Well, yeah. you know, I don't really know because blah, 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 blah. And it's this negativity for whatever your motivation is in saying it. Mm-hmm. It's just this negativity and and it's not productive, yeah, not absolutely. for the team. I mean, because the team's got to move forward. We've got to do the best job we can where everyone's just doing their part and yeah. their role. And sometimes in a person's role, I mean, they're not getting all the applause, you know, they want to or maybe even appreciation. They, they don't even look for applause. I mean, it's good to appreciate people. But sometimes you're just doing your job mm-hmm. and you're functioning as doing your part of the team. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think I think part of the problem becomes when you forget the hierarchy of who you're answering to. Right. Um, and you start becoming very self-focused right. on everything that's happening around you. Right. Then you start, you start stirring the pot. Right. You start making comments that degrade from the top down. Right. You know, I've seen this in concrete. I mean, I would have a crew that I'm leading and I'm making decisions based on what my, the owner of the business, right. my super, you right. know, wants, wants me to do. And I'm trying to fulfill that to the best of my ability. And I got one guy who's over here complaining about every dang decision I'm making. Right. And it's like, why don't you just grab your rake? Right. Come alongside me and let's get this project done for crying out loud. By the end of the day, we're going to be happy. We're going to look back. The boss is pleased. The customer's pleased. And we're going to be happy because we got a paycheck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let's get after it. Why not just work together and get the project done? But the problem is, is he's, he's, this person's forgotten who he's working for. Right. You know, and in church, well, I think we, too, just the whole idea of the team, it's not even like sometimes like the hierarchy It's just, well, what's best for the team, you know, for me to do what's my part in the team. Usually in any event, if I'm involved mm-hmm. in it, I usually have a part to play. I'm not playing whole. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's leadership. Like trunk or treat, some of it is. But, I mean, there's so many pieces of it. Everyone's going to be leading in their own department. But, you know, then I'll have say in some things. But whatever the thing is that I've taken on, okay, this is my responsibility. Then I want to take that seriously, make sure I'm getting that done. And and you're looking at the team. You never want to be, oh, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. You just appreciate everything that's getting done. You just try to figure it out. Because it's a much more positive thing and a lot of times you know the people coming in they know nothing about your little frustration like your little frustration let's say if you're a musician on sunday morning has nothing to do with the person coming in right or your frustration at work and you could work for a grocery store or car dealership has nothing to do with the customer coming Mm -hmm. in they don't know anything about it you know i mean you're still there to serve them do the best that you can so i say unity is huge jesus christ said a house divided can't stand that's you know, right. like if you, if you divide the house, yeah. like the house can't stand. So I look at teamwork and unity as being super, super ultra important. Well, that's so important in a marital, in, in the actual house, you know, right. in your home, uh, to be locking arms together and, and to cast vision for your family and actually work toward that vision. Right. And, and um, we need to be partners with each other. You know, uh, practice the art of partnership. Everything that's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Right. And we have 
equal access to everything. Right. When we make decisions, I want, I want to consult you and I want you to consult me. Right. When we make decisions. And this is where, uh, uh fight your way to a better marriage. Um, I can't think of the name of the author right now for some reason, but rainy, wasn't it? Uh, no, Smalley, Smalley, Smalley. Thank Smalley. you. Smalley. Yeah. And he, he says that's where the whole win, win came in right? because he says, man, if there is a, uh, you know, if there's a decision where you win and I lose, right. we've both really lost. Right. We need to try to fight for a win-win for everybody. Right. Take everybody's opinions into account, talk through it, and come up with a solution that's going to be a blessing for you and me. Right. You know? That's not being divided against yourself. Right. That house will stand. Right. You know? If you can't, then don't make the decision. Give it time. Right. Well, a lot of times too, it means you're talking about things, you know, that you want to do and you want to accomplish, you, you're doing the best you can, but sometimes it just lays out, it kind of dictates, like if I'm going to go down, so I told Jerry, well, we should go see your mom, she's in a nursing home, then we find out, we want to go one week, but then we find out that another brother is going to take her that week and someone's coming later and you're just like, okay, well, then we'll just have to go when they're there. I mean, it's not like the ideal time you want to go, but it is the time you're, it's kind of dictating to you a little bit. And I think that once you decide you're going to do like, we did a project of a patio. Once you decide you're going to do it, then that dictates probably how, you know, for us, like how the summer went, because, you know, we were put a lot of time working into it, but you all know that Mm -hmm. once you start this, it's going to take, well, you don't even know how much time is at first, but you're going to get done. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if your kids are in sports and you all agree they're in sports, well, guess what? practice schedules, games, like that starts dictating to you but I, I, what you're going to do. You have said this numerous times, and I so appreciate the reminders, is when you say temper your expectations or at least communicate your expectations right. with each other. Right. If you don't communicate the expectation of how long you think that's going to take, right. you're going to be frustrated every time it goes an extra day, right. you know, because you, you, you're, you're, your expectations are off, you know. Right. And so I think it's important to communicate expectations in projects and things like trunk or treat, for example. Right. You communicated, hey, this is what I expect of you. This is what I expect of you. You started right. a document right. that everybody that's a part of that team can look at. Right. And now you can you know exactly what's expected of you. Right. That's going to eliminate frustration. Right. Well, it has a potential to, you know. No, I, I agree. I mean, having a plan ahead of time is part of it, but then everyone is going to work it. We were just talking about Christmas decorations at the church, and the gal in charge of it was coming up with some ideas. And I said, what I'd want is when you get here, like the plan's already approved, and you don't have to sit here and hash out, mm-hmm. no, not there. That tree's not there. That tree's here. No, we never put it there. It doesn't matter. It's like, this is the plan. This is the plan that's been approved. Then we're just going to execute the game plan. And then you can adjust it, you know, as you go along. But there has yeah. to be a game plan. Yeah. Some things like the patio, we have seven stones left to level, and then we can sand it. And I'm looking at it. Well, I there are times I just couldn't work on it because I had to do canning. I had to do, I had to cut up a tree that came down. I had mm-hmm. to make sure the fields got mowed because we're getting in the rainy season soon. Yeah. And you know, uh, I'm not going to get my tractor up there after a certain months, you know, through, cause I have swales, mm-hmm. deep swales that yeah. come through the field, right. a lot of water in there. So I have to get it while it's dry. So that's already done. So mm-hmm. we, we got a lot to me, as long as I'm getting work done, I'm happy. And then you just, everyone's on the same page. This is yep. something we'd like to accomplish, yep. something we'd like to do and roughly when we want to do it. And, yep. and you have communication, like you said, is important mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. team unity. And I think especially in home, just communicating what your ideas are. And sometimes I'm hesitant, like even, you know, telling you, Hey, I need you to preach this Sunday for me, like what the date is. Cause I'm not sure myself. Right. So then I don't really want to say anything until I'm more sure, but I'm, it's mm-hmm. in such flux for me sometimes because I have so many other variables that I have to deal with that, 
you don't really. And that's understandable. That's kind of tough, yeah. Right? I mean, that's understandable. That's that's going into a game as a coach, having a game plan. I like that that terminology. Right. Having a game plan together, and in the first quarter, you know, uh, second down, your your running back gets hurt. Right. Now you got to adjust. You got to right. be able to be flexible. And at that moment, it's it's my conviction. At that moment. That's where I look to the leadership. Right. And I say, okay, now they're in place for a reason. You said everybody right. has a role on this team, right? They're in place for a reason. I'm going to, I'm just going to back off once and just let them make those decisions. And if they want input from me, I will give it. But sometimes it's not helpful. Sometimes, right. you know what? At this time, I'm just going to let that leader do what he's called to do. Right. And I'm going to come in and support him. I'm going to just submit myself to what he's feeling and we're just going to grow with it, you know? Right. Because we're making the adjustments on the fly, right. you know? But in teamwork, we're not attacking each other. Like we're supporting what I like in the church is you see a lot of next man up. So next gal up. Mm. So if somebody's gone for vacation, like your leader for Adventure North Bills, that law's gone. Well, there's the other guys just step in for mm -hmm. them. And that's nice. If I have to go somewhere, other people step in for me. If It's just this constant, you got people stepping in for you who can yep. lead. And when you have people cooperating, no, we want to, we all want to see it succeed. We all want to work Absolutely. together. We all understand what the purpose is. But like yep. you said, communication is goes yeah. a long, long way. I, I want to say thank you to my team. You know, the the worship team has been right. incredible in in being able to come in and fulfill uh, their role as as secondary leaders. Right. In oh, this yeah. ministry, right. I mean, I was just unfortunately had to bury my friend over the last week, and. I mean, the last two weeks, I just seen them shine, man. I seen, right. you know, Joel and Kayla came in and Tuesday night they led my rehearsal so I could be with the family right. over there, you know, and then they led the Celebrate Recovery Ministry. And, right. and they're just, this team is so well um, situated to take care of those sorts of things. Right. You know, God has provided in an incredible way. Yeah. And yeah. when you work together, that's a good thing and that's a positive. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to this verse, when, when there's judgment and it's going poorly, that's when every man's sword will be against his brother. When you're starting to attack yeah. each other from within, mm -hmm. that's a major problem. So then you have to start evaluating, you know, what's worth fighting about. You have to start evaluating, is that person really my enemy? Because I don't think they are. Mm -hmm. And if we're Christians and we're fellow mm -hmm. brothers, sisters in church, then certainly we're not. If your family members, your spouse is not your enemy, yeah. your kids aren't. You, I've always said it this way, Mark. I don't like having adversarial relationships with my teammates. Do not. Right. When I was mm -hmm. when I was a coach, I was a varsity coach. I would work with my players, and some of them would get angry because whether they didn't get enough playing time or I mm -hmm. told them they needed to get better in a certain area, whatever it was. And I remember this one kid, he was really mad, and I said, look, you and I are on the same team. I'm the coach, and you're the player. <laughs> <laughs> never do we have adversarial relationships ever. Mm. I don't like it on staff. You cannot run mm -hmm. a staff effectively and have adversarial relationships. You don't, you don't, I don't believe in it because right. I realize how destructive it is. It's mm -hmm. like, no, we're not adversaries. And again, that's knowing, no, we're a team. We're not enemies. And that's where you got to yeah. watch competition. Cause I think mm -hmm. sometimes what throws people off, it's not even that they disagree. It's just they're competitive and they want, whatever what yeah. more say or this position or that. And, and we got to like kind of knock that out and just yeah, say, I hey, would we're agree. not here to be competitive. I think, I think it can come down to a, a mindset. Right. The reason I say that is because let's say me and my wife are talking through a decision, right? Let's paint the boys' room pink. 
And I don't know why I came up with that. You know why I did? Because when we moved into the house, their right. rooms were pink. Right. So anyways, my mindset needs to be one that accepts her critiques on my decisions too. Right. Not only, I don't, I'm not just her friend if she goes along with everything I say. Right. We have to appreciate when somebody else has input. It's not that they have a sword against you if they're bringing another viewpoint. Right. If you're, you know, that's not that person rebelling against you. That's that person sharpening. Right. Maybe, maybe helping the decision making, you know, right. seeing, seeing it from a different perspective. That's not a sword. Right. That's helpful. Right. You know. I think and when they're I doing it from the way, when they're doing it and it's not mm -hmm. every single thing. I mean, I've seen people too, not in my marriage, but in the relationships within a church, it wouldn't matter what you did. They were going to talk against it. Yeah. If you said left, they were saying yeah. right. If you said right, they were going to say left. If you mm -hmm. said it was up, they were going to go down. It didn't matter what you did because they were. It, yeah. that's when people sour. And you got to watch against souring because I've mm. seen this happen before where they just, mm. for whatever reason, they allow a sourness to come in about whether it's the ministry or the group or the team or work or family. And once they start going sour, man, everything just gets evaluated in a bad way. And they just yeah. become like extremely uncooperative. You see it as a leader and you realize, okay, this isn't just like mm. constructive criticism. This is just criticism right. to have criticism. This right. is just fight to fight. As mm -hmm. I am going to fight because I want to fight. And typically sometimes those people have a lot of issues in other areas too. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say is, is it's, it's generally driven by an insecurity yeah, an insecurity that if you're not dominating a situation, you feel like you've lost complete control, right? you know, and, and that is not helpful, you no, know? No, so, so understand the, the communicate, you know, what the purpose of what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and you yeah. got to work together. And I think about these people, that had an enemy they had to stand against, but they were destroying themselves. So the enemy had an easy time getting to them. And that's what you never want that as a church where you're wiping yourselves out. And it even says in the Bible, be careful that you don't bite and devour each that's other right. lest you get devoured. That's right. So if you start yeah. biting and devouring that's your mm -hmm. way, you're going to get devoured and people mm -hmm. are people. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful. And we all have to watch these tendencies. And what I like mm -hmm. to have, see people have is a sense of ownership and things. So, they feel like, no, they're part of it. You know, they're part of decision-making. They're part of helping out. And they feel yeah. like they have ownership. Like, this is an area where mm -hmm. this is my area and I get to do it. And I was, I never try to, uh, I would say I would, I would encourage that. I encourage ownership and people saying, no, it's my responsibility and they take mm -hmm. it seriously. And I mean, there've been huge decisions made in the church that are just made by groups of people at times, you know, that are leading in certain ministries, uh, the switch from Moana to adventure club. And I'm setting, I'm sitting there observing it and listening to it. And I'm all for it. You yeah. know, when people take ownership, Hey, this is something we, and by the way, we've heard great reports about adventure club. I mean, it's just kids are really picking up the lesson. It's They're awesome. talking about it in the week. It's and awesome. my wife says she loves it. And everyone, I've just heard so many positive comments about that that club and the way mm -hmm. that it's run. But again, that comes down to different people kind of putting the idea out there and then it gets discussed yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And you love it when your leaders are taking ownership, like not waiting for you, not waiting for me to make a decision or not waiting mm -hmm. for something like they're really, no, this is man, I got the ball and I'm running with it. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. it. Yeah. In James four, it says, where do conflicts and quarrels come from among you? Is it not this? from your passion that battles inside of you. Right. And I think the key to working together in a team in a marriage and anything is allowing the other person's passion to become yours too. Right. 
and and seeing their heart behind it. Right. Not fighting against it, but actually seeing it as a good thing and saying, you know what, I want to bless. I want to I want to partner with this. Right. And I want to let their passion become mine and yeah. we're going to go. You know? well, again, assuming you're going the, right, the same direction. I mean, sometimes well, sure. people are going yeah. in exact opposite directions. And so that can't, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not going to fly, but that's not unit either. You got to be going in the same same mm-hmm. direction, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time. But we appreciate you tuning in to listen to it. Hopefully something we said here today was helpful, but you guys all have an awesome and a blessed week.